Welcome to the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Thanks to the Frederick Herald Soccer Company. Uh, not sure why we're here, but we are. Um, before we rip into this bonus episode of this award-winning podcast, not sure what award we've won, but we're claiming it, uh, let me introduce the players who will help us through the next hour or so of elite honesty. Uh, introducing a man who, let's be honest, may be the second best second eleven cricketer ever to play, only to be crueled by some selection committees over the journey who've made him play ones. I refer to, of course, Mick. Welcome, mate. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, pleasure. A man who, when at his best, I think is the most entertaining podcaster in this country. However, the gulf between good and bad is almost Marcus North-like. Uh, it's feast or famine. Uh, welcome, Alex. Hey! That's good. Mark, that could have gone either way then. I know. I could be, I could be good also. Oh, wow. Oh, I don't know what to think now. And an unshackled fourth member. Uh, free from the burden of trying to steer a sinking ship, um, the greatest Premiership 12th man in the history of Premierships or men uh, is Ross. Welcome, Ross. Thank you, David. Good to be here. Must feel good to be uh, unshackled and unhinged tonight, big fella. And coming off the long run. <sighs> yeah, pushing off the fence. All right. Uh, as I said, I'm not sure why we're here. Uh, it's only been a week since our last podcast, but we've all been dragged in again. Uh, I think coronavirus boredom has hit us hard. And as such, uh, the tens of people who listen to us will get some bonus content as we drop it over the next couple of weeks. Uh, there's fuck all cricket to talk about. So if you're interested in three cricket nuffies and Alex talking rubbish, uh, hang around over the coming months uh, for some real unhinged type shit from our mouths. Uh, what are we doing here, lads? What's the plan? Oh, I've got a, actually a sponsor update right at the start. Um, Have you? Yes. Yeah. Just got Give off us. the phone. They said... Um, there's a call came in from mainland China. It's um, a guy running the uh, Wuhan wet markets. He said they're back up yeah, and running. Right. <laughs> and yeah. He's looking, he's looking to, to send us a, back into the economy. Yeah, he's looking to send us a couple of pangolin. So um, I said, <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I said, sure. I said, okay. <laughs> They'll get through customs. I do like no a bit of KFP, so you know. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> KF anything well, really, he's the chairman yeah. instead of the colonel but the old KFP mascot yeah that's it <laughs> alright uh, the feedback has come in thick and fast from our listener on the last episode yes um, okay. mm. I think it's fair to say it wasn't all positive uh, Jimmy who we love here at the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast uh, shared some best. thoughts with us um, he said not sure if it was your best or your worst giving a review of a test doco when only two blokes out of the four have watched it <laughs> Um, Alex talking <laughs> us out of reading a book from the 80s which cost 50 cents uh, or the dead air absolute gold so Jimmy's here for us I think he's um, I think he's oversold the cost of that book a little bit I think that book come in a, a package deal at 50 cents a kilo wasn't it Alex? <laughs> hey look I think I uh, you know I got stooged let's just say that right now yeah, um, you, coming. you know yeah absolutely a lot of people do see me covered it's like a habit in my life but a, a dollar for the entire book, <laughs> one book. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I still, I think it's pretty, uh, pretty expensive. Um, like I say, I should have bought like one cracked coffee mug instead. Yeah, that's... Worth <laughs> a rancid chipped tea mug. Um, <laughs> yes. Old mate Henstock didn't exactly share his views uh, on the potty. I think he's giving up listening. But uh, he shared a video <laughs> of Mark Wood giving dancing lessons. Uh, during the northern shutdown over there in the UK. Anyone catch a glimpse of that? I did watch that. Um, oh, jeez, it was fucking rubbish. Right down Mark Wood's alley. I hope halfway through when he was feeling a bit stressed, 
that Mark would just turn to his imaginary pony that walked around <laughs> yeah. with him, and he yeah. was just like, "Give me, give me strength to finish this Aston Shuffle or whatever the fuck he was doing." But yeah, pretty, pretty. Um, uh, yeah, uh, let's just say awkward to watch. Um, just but, like that sentence. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but unlike us. Uh, Every every other Australian cricketer or any other cricketer has started to do these sort of like I'm stuck at home videos and stuff now. Mm. So I don't know how yep. I feel about it. It's fucking crap. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Get it off yeah. your chest. I like, think there's a lot just... of lot. Oh, go big, go big. I just like this is this is probably like I know there's people dying and getting sick and all that, but this is the worst thing about coronavirus. Is all these fucking <laughs> cricketers. <laughs> All these cricketers, footballers, whatever's they are, they're fucking making all these. And there's fucking some app called TikTok now where they fucking dance and sing and be jobbers. Like, fucking, what are you doing? Like, no one fucking cares. I don't care if you make a mean stir fry. I don't care if you ride an imaginary horse in your front yard. I just come to watch you play footy and cricket. So if you're not doing that, just shut the fuck up and go away. That's it. We're unhinged tonight in this bonus episode, that's for <laughs> I sure. I think the I... best one... Sorry, Alex, you go. I'll go next. All right, so I was going to say I agree, Mick. And one trend I've noticed with at least the people that I follow on the socials is they all play fucking golf. And show me a fucking clip of how they're chipping a fucking golf ball into a coffee mug from fucking four metres away. I don't know if you care. Have you never met a cricketer before? They all play. Oh, no, it's, it's cricketers, footballers, it's male or female. It, there's dis- no fucking... Disposable income. That's what it is. Exactly. It's a disposable yeah. income game. Ross, Boy, you fucking 7,000 bloody dollar ping fucking elevation wedge. And fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, apparently Meg Lenning has missed hitting up the golf course and she's going to start doing a uni course and she's going to look into oh. that next week because <laughs> she's oh, been, yeah. been a bit busy this week doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot on. I've all got shit going on, okay? I've just got to, like, you know, sleep the house out again before I bother jumping on the internet looking at online uni courses. Fuck. Uh, it's a good um, point. There's I one. was going to say, the best one I've seen of uh, all these dickheads on um, TikTok and the like is Andrew Gaze and his four kids doing TikToks. And oh. um, <laughs> So you think it's the kids who would be driving it, because he looks like he's got young teenage kids, uh, a couple of daughters, maybe three daughters and a son, something like that. You think, oh, they'd be the drivers of it. But no, it's Gazy's front and centre doing all the moves exactly, and the kids are like half ass, half assed oh, in the background. No. <laughs> That's exploitation. <laughs> One thing about Gazy, one thing about Gazy is there's a, a strong rumour that he walks down Clarendon Street in his Australian Olympic um, tracksuit, <laughs> trying to get people to recognise it. <laughs> now, for our international listeners, this is um, Andrew Gaze, former Australian basketballer, uh, NBA NBA title winner with the San Antonio uh, yes, Spurs. Yes, NBA Spurs. champion. Yep. 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 He has five a ring, doesn't he? Games, I think. Uh, five Olympic Games. He yeah. does have a one ring. One silver medal in the Olympic Games. Mm. More than one. Uh-huh. Did he win the silver? Uh, maybe Commonwealth. I don't think we've ever medaled at the uh, Olympics. No. Oh, really? I think he's also, I think he's also got the all-time point mm. scorer at Seton Hall where he went to college as well. Something uh, like that. Okay. Mm. All right. 
All right, the yeah. feedback still comes through. Yeah. Someone on Twitter wrote, Dave was excellent. Don't know how that got in there. So, um, <laughs> so, that your second so true. So so true. The love, the love has come for us. Um, uh, not Dave uh, at Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Dave <laughs> not Dave off. at yeah. Twitter. <laughs> uh, so the love's come for us in that last episode, even though mm. I, I thought it was a disgraceful episode, to be honest. Um, I thought we were uh, pretty shit last episode, to be yeah, fair. Uh, I think uh, what we really uh, nailed last episode was dead air. Yeah. I thought I was As good. I don't know about the rest of you. Um, yeah. Jimmy Grant. Just the dead air was just... Oh, yeah. It was like Chef a good 30 what? seconds or something. It's, oh. a, it's a talent in itself, dead air. And we nail it. Nailed it. And For four people to get together yeah. and all to not speak at the same time, <laughs> oh. even though we think we all should speak at the yeah. same time, yeah. and we do. I, I blame I blame Malcolm Turnbull and his shitty MBN. That's who I blame Ed Gear on. I blame fibre to the node. If we had fibre yeah. to the premise, we'd be fine. Yeah, I'd still have a dongle, but you know, I'd have no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hamster on we'll... the back, you shit. <laughs> All right, we'll start our uh, MBM podcast next week. Uh, what is it? A disgrace. It'll be Nick, bonus obviously. two. I'm just getting down notes here for bonus episode yeah. two. Yeah. MBM <laughs> issues. Uh, more, more Andrew Gaze chat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've had the TikToks, but what we've what we've loved is some of the teams being bandied around by ex cricketers during the lockdown. Uh, um, I don't know if oh, we've we Other pundits have had a go at it. It's been attempted by all and sundry, uh, but until we do it, it won't officially be done. So exactly. uh, Mick said during the week he wanted some time, clean air, to name a team who most excited him in his time of watching cricket. And I believe we've all had a crack at it. Talk us through it, Mick. All right, yeah, so I've basically just gone through and chosen an 11 of guys that I would like to watch play. So they might not necessarily be the, since they've retired, they might have become wankers and they might be knobheads, but they're really good to watch play. So, um, yeah, I've just gone through and named an 11. There's a few of my favourites have slipped in there just because they're my favourites and I want to watch them and that's how these type of things work. So, um, but we'll start at the top. So opening the batting, I've got... um, Probably one of the most decorated opening batsmen in the history of Australian cricket. He had an amazing stint at the top of the order. Toured, he was good away and at home, and that's Aaron Finch. So I've got him. <laughs> in... <laughs> nah, but I've got Finch. I do actually have Finchy because I fucking love Finchy. So I've got Finchy in my side. Yeah, of course you um, do. I've got him opening up with Hados. So. Despite what he's turned into in his retirement years, he was like he was my all time one of my all time favourite cricketers to watch Hados. He was an absolute just monster of a human being and just an amazing cricketer. I know Gin doesn't think he's three hundred and eighty counts because it's against Zimbabwe, but that was one of the most dominant plays in the bat. Of one, I know you don't think it does, and that's your that's your mate. You're well within your rights to have that wrong opinion. A wrong and opinion. um so. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but yeah, like that innings is amazing, and like he's and he's he's honestly one of the greatest players that we've I've definitely ever seen watch, and has probably ever opened the batting for Australia. So I've got him. Cool. Number three, I've got a bloke who anyone who knows me and talks to me, I I will argue that he's the greatest Test player of all time, in my opinion. I believe this because here we go he, because he's he has an all time batting career and an all-time bowling career if you separated them. He did them both at the same time, and that's Big Jacques Callas from South Africa. That's it. Yeah, good pick, yeah. Mick. Good pick. 
number four, I've got my man Hodgie. So, you know, fucking... Not many blokes make test double tons. So, fucking hell, jam it up your ass, that bloke who wrote that fucking list of tons that we are talking about in the last episode. Yeah, um, right up your shooter. Right up. Yeah, uh, number out. five, I've got... Yeah, number five, I've got the man that I grew up idolising and, and many... Um, Young Australians of my ilk did, and was the, the first cricket bat I ever had was a Kookaburra uh, Supreme, and that was due to the great man Dean Jones. So I've got Dean Jones batting five in my side. Um, number six, just because I think it'll um, be entertaining and because I just love him, I've got Grandpa Ian, Ian Chapel, and he's my captain as well. Oh, man, me. So, Fuck all um, of so Ian Chapel. Yeah, so I've got Chappelle in there because I needed a skipper and I needed someone who's going to. I've got a bloke. I've got a bloke bowling at number nine who I think would uh, be very interesting fodder for Chapelli to deal with. Mm. Um, my keeper, I had a toss-up here. I wanted to stick um, one of my favourite keepers of all time in, but because he didn't really play for Australia, I didn't, and that was Darren Berry, so I didn't put I didn't put um, Darren in because uh, there's... Yeah, but um, I went end up going with Gilly because um, he's a good keeper and he's... But, like, like you can tell from my side, there's a lot of fireworks in the batting, and I, I just I chose more fireworks basically. So <laughs> double um, down, bit. Uh, we're even make, we're either making six hundred a day in a day or getting rolled for about eighty, I reckon. But um, <laughs> it's <yeah>. entertaining. <laughs> so uh, batting eight, yeah, batting eight, and uh, he'll be my spin bowler. I've got the king, Shane Warne. Yeah. Um, Despite, like, we always, we love giving him shit on here, but basically, if you could just take his retirement and freeze him and he never speaks again, he would just be an amazing human being. <laughs> oh, Shame worn. But um, he's been a bit weird since retirement, but I won't hold that against his career. I was watching a replay of a, um, the 06-07 Adelaide test and he got carded in the first innings, but in that second innings, he was amazing. He bowled so well. And it's just a reminder of how good he was. So I've got him <coughs> as my spinner. At number nine, mainly because... When he bats, he's, there's fireworks. When he bowled, there seemed to be fireworks. And him and uh, him and Grandpa Ian won't get along, which I think's entertaining. I've got beefy Ian Botham <laughs> in my side, <laughs> and he wasn't banks to Collingwood, so fucking good on oh, him. Well done, beefy. <laughs> um, at ten, I've got Paul Rifle because oh, I just Victorian. I know, style. like, there's a lot of um, more uh, glamorous fast bowlers we've had over the journey fucking for Australia. Both <laughs> but there's just there's just something about I used to like I just remember watching Paul Rifle as a young bloke and just thinking, fuck this bloke's good. And I reckon part of it too was at the time he was the only Victorian that could get a game in an Australian yeah, side. Yeah. yeah. Whether yeah. it was like Test cricket or whether yeah, it was cricket. in the one day sides and all that stuff. And even I remember that year when they had the Australia Australia A was that not, yeah. that um that triangle series. He was like captain, I think, or vice captain no, of Australia Ray, and he just bowled a treat the whole thing. And then they basically made him 12th man in the final, so he couldn't play for Australia Ray. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I've got Paul in there just because. And you know what? You've got to love a captain who's ruthless enough to declare on a bloke who's one run away from his maiden first class ton. So <laughs> I've, got, I've got Paul Rifle in my side. <laughs> and lastly, because like I said, I like fireworks, so you've got to have a bit of fireworks with the ball, so I've got big Curly Ambrose in my mm. side as well. Yep. Nice. So. Um, yeah, but yeah. So that's my eleven. So nice. yeah, so it's yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely work, no. mate. I think um, Alex is a dead set chance to splatter the tent here if he doesn't get out. So uh, Alex, <laughs> your team, please. Oh, me next. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so I decided to choose um, my eleven that I would love slash like to play with. 
No, to play with. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah. That's so it. One of these blokes so from HDCA. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, I've got a feeling we won't be in there anyway. Johnny Rain. <laughs> 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 how, in- <laughs> how incorrect you guys are. All right, let's hear Blue it. Marks. <laughs> so opening, obviously, uh, first cab off the rake is Bacardi Diva. So, uh, from what I've heard from um, some punters that I know, that great stallion um, is just always has heart and soul, uh, is a true bred um, horse, so I would really, I, I think that's just like a perfect starting point um, as an opener. Wouldn't Macquarie Diva be a mare, not a stallion? I don't even know what oh, look, hey, Mick. I've been talking to punters, all right, mate. So if you're, oh, sorry. Listen, you're a punter, sorry, sorry, sorry. Unless you're a punter, mate, all right. You know, Point I don't want to hear from you. Okay. Um, next. Uh, 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 the next opener is Big Ted uh, from Play School. Uh, always reliable. Uh, we've got a big frame like Hados nuts. So uh, you know that big front foot forward, you know, big step, you know, that Bill Laurie used to talk about, just massive stride. You know, it's hard to get out LBW when you've got such a big stride. <laughs> always reliable, always there, always did his part. You know, you can't rely on him making, you know, a flashy 150 or half a dancer stride, but he'll make a really 78 at the top of the order, I guarantee you. Uh, that was good, that back over it. All right, so the... Um, uh, the skipper of the side and batting at number three is the most talented member of the team is Grover from Sesame Street. <laughs> so, so the great thing about Grover is, as I reckon you'll know this, Mick, I'm not sure whether the other two do, but oh, every geez. now and then, every now and then he turned into Super Grover. So, so he could just, he could... Like Ricky Ponting used to do uh, every now and then, was just, you know, dominate a test from start to finish. Go up in all aspects. He's just going to <laughs> Super Panther. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or uh, uh, Super Pop, as Clark used to do, you know, because he used to score out tons and, yeah. All right, um, so moving on to number four and five. So you can't have a, um, eleven, a test 11. Uh, without some brotherly love in it. So I've got Milo and Otis. So Milo's at four and Otis is at five. They weren't brothers. Weren't they a dog and a cat? <laughs> weren't they a cat and a dog? Keep going. Uh, hey, hey. They're brothers, guys. They're brothers. They went through a lot together. They, they swam across the river. Four or five Otis's might have died, which I've heard some some knowledge about that movie is like there was like 17 dog and cat deaths throughout the movie, which is fucking horrible, but... It's made in Japan, so yeah, they didn't give a shit. Was it made in Japan? Yeah, they just drowned dogs and stuff. Oh, shit. Okay, it's a bit racist. Okay, fucking hell, all right. Come on. Okay, so the swashbuckling number six is Fivel from Fivel Goes West fame. <laughs> uh, does, it, does everyone know who Fivel is? No, 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 no. Probably about right about no, you. No. Yeah. Uh, that was if you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you do. It's a kid. Mm. Yeah, fucking know. So Wicked Keeper, uh, obvious, mm. Skippy, has a marsupial's <laughs> pouch to catch the ball in. So. Obvious. Yep, obviously. Uh, we've got our spinner at number eight, Flipper. 
the only dad joke out of the fucking crew. Yeah. Well, oh, I, I was thinking that, and I'm like, if he doesn't say that, he's fucking <laughs> missed it, but that's good. Yeah. Uh, so, number nine for a bit of fucking steam, and he's a good dad, is um, <coughs> Crack Fox. So, I think I've done this for Christopher Headstock, who's a massive um, Mighty Bush fan. So, the Crack Fox is steaming in yeah. number nine. Uh, number ten, you need a joker in the team, guys. Shut the. You know, think Megan Short, think uh, Mitch Marsh, uh, think um, the Joker, the tennis player, Dickhead, whatever his fucking name is. The Joker. Um, So we've got the steaming in fire, and he can get angry too. Donald Duck, he he can fucking get angry and fire up. So, and he's a bit of a joke, a bit of a slapstick comedy guy. So Donald Duck's in the team. And number eleven, we've got Jake the Dog from Adventure Time. You guys know how much I love Adventure Time, and I especially love Jake the Dog. The reason he's in the team is he can morph into any form. So he could probably morph into Kirtley Ambrose if you wanted to and just fucking roll cut. So, and, um, so I have a, a, a uh, 12th man, uh, which I thought long and hard about because this is a fucking selective team, you know, a pinnacle team of people I want to play cricket with. And just missed out, just on technicalities. I don't want him to feel bad, but uh, Harbhajan Singh just missed out on getting into the side. So he's a know, muppet. I just don't want him to feel terrible. You know, like it's just you know, it's purely just an objective viewpoint. It's just my viewpoint. You know, and you just missed out. Flipper just had you a little bit. Just <laughs> yes, but that that's my side, guys. So. Uh, crispy stuff um, <laughs> who's the media have... manager sooty or sweep yeah. <laughs> fuck nuts Jesus Christ um, quietly I spent about an hour last night staring at this bit of paper like from fucking 6 to 11 going who am I going to pick I've run out of fucking animal characters and one of my favourite shows as a kid was fucking sooty how did I have sweep in there oh uh, well, um, mine doesn't have as much uh, humour sprinkled through it as what uh, Alex's did, but I'll... Oh, um, good, following Ross's I'll, deadpan stuff. Great, I like no, it. I want to I want to preface this by apologising for the heavy Australian slant on my team, but um, when I was growing up, we beat the pants off every other prick, and we look good doing it, so uh, I make no apologies, actually. Um, open in the batting, Hayden, smasher, no gruff-type operator, just enjoyed him. Does wear stupid fucking hats that have video cameras in them, I think. But um, anyway, digress. Um, opening with big Hados is uh, Verinda Sawag, uh, unbelievably oh, good yeah. cricketer, and put some bums on seats the way he went on about his work. So uh, number three, Ponting, uh, a prick, a surly prick, and I loved every second of his career. Um, I just wished he kept going, even though Alex didn't rate him. Um, well, you number four. Face. Danny Martin, unbelievably oh. easy on the eye, and one of the all-time guns. What a uh, surprise! Five, you picked Danny Brian Martin Lara. Oh. Yeah, I know. So five is Brian Lara, uh, manipulated fields for fun. Uh, backward point will watch it fly past him in front of point. Um, he'd be moved to forward point, and it would just go past him where he was just standing. So uh, a freak of a cricketer. Uh, number six, big Roy Simons. Uh, not the world's best numbers at test level, but he could entertain. Uh, strong fielder, got the ball down, bowling his little doblers uh, or some rubbish offies, and then he clubbed them when he batted. So, uh, box office cricketer who I wish we saw more of. Mm, uh, seven, yeah, thank you. Seven is the keeping spot. Uh, Gilly, 
I don't think much needs to be said about the bloke who reinvented my favourite art, uh, wicket-keeping. Number eight, Shane Warne. So even though he hates us, the man was the biggest draw in cricket history. Uh, number nine, I have Mitchell Johnson. Uh, when he was on song, uh, I don't think anyone was more exciting than him. Uh, balls were flying around everywhere. Batsmen were shitting themselves. Slips fielders were probably shitting themselves. And the Poms were definitely shitting themselves. Um, number ten, I've gone Dale Stay in the Mad Bastard. Uh, pace, bounce, murderous eyes. Uh, he had it all. And my number eleven... Uh, I don't think there could be a number, number 11 in the world, more entertaining than Chris Martin. Um, he bowled right, <laughs> but his real strength, uh, entertainment-wise, was his rubbish batting, and I think you need that. Uh, 12th man, uh, Andre Nell. Just entertainment <laughs> oh, through the roof. Oh, <laughs> Mate, the man is a peanut, a genuine peanut, but I could never turn away when he was involved in a game of cricket. So uh, that was my entertaining 11 or 12 to watch. Uh, Roscoe, I believe you've got a couple of sides you want to uh, chat through us. Well, two I'm just, sides. I'm just about to stop my thunder with the enjoyment 11 there, because I've gone for Hados <laughs> post 2001. Hados. Yep. Yes. The walking mm-hmm. down the pitch, smacking fast bowlers back over their head for mm. six version of Hados. When he got his That's confidence crazy. up post 2001. But prior to 2001, he makes my other list, which I'll get to in a minute. <clears throat> yes. other, I had was Verinda Sawag, would you believe? Hey, just know. unbelievable. No footwork, the big heavy bat just crunching down on balls. And you know, the test, uh, what did he make? ODI double ton, first one, I think he made it. Um, I might be wrong. Yeah, is he the only boat that's got like two or something? I think like that's that? Rohit Sharma now, he's got two or three. Oh, okay. Sayweg, I reckon, made the first one. Anyway, he's got a test triple hundred. What's not to like about him? Yep, good yeah, cool. At three, I had Brian Lara, <clears throat> which is uh, similar to. Oh, you had him a bit lower, but I had him at three. Just that, the back lift and the, the yeah, as you say, just smashing him through point, backward point gully region, just at will. Um, and missed out, I, I suppose, on seeing guys like Richie Richardson and Viv Richards play, but he was still in that same mould. Mm. And when the Windies were shit, he was uh, great to watch. Number four, he's an ass, but uh, when he came out the bat, you'd watch Kevin Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, That's a good call. He was at the peak of his powers when I was living in England, so I saw three years basically of him playing all the time. And you would, you'd stop and see, you know, where's he batting? What's he doing? I saw him switch hit a six one stage in a one day game. It's just, you know, uh, a player worth watching. And all the drops he's mm-hmm. when he made his debut in the skunk hair, that was yeah. just a little bit extra. <laughs> Number five, this personal favourite, Mike Hussey. Just loved watching him. Oh, play. yeah. Just the organiser out there. Just, I remember one of his early tests, he came, uh, he was in and the tail had fallen away and he was there with um, Glenn McGrath and they're playing against South Africa. And he, Glenn McGrath saw him through to a ton. Hussey just manipulated him. They're doing the in-out field and he'd just hit a yeah. four, then hit a single, trust Glenn McGrath, got himself a ton. It just, everything he did, particularly in the white ball, you know, test cricket is great, but... The stuff when he got Australia into the 2011 World T20 final in the Caribbean by beating Pakistan single-handedly just a bit. Just a phenomenal cricketer. Could bowl to, could keep, whatever. Anyway, uh, number six, I went for a bit of a blast in the past. Got a few here. We just enjoyed watching. It was really hard to split here. I had, at number six, Carl Hooper or Phil Simmons. And in the end... Oh, shit. Yeah, in the end... I Is it? Yeah, Carl Hooper. Just, really? Yes. Yeah, I went entertaining. Yeah, entertaining. 
just the this bowling off two steps, um, you know, the walking yep. off the ground uh, slower than glacial movement, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, not good. <laughs> yeah. uh, number seven, another bloke I just love watching play one day cricket was um, Chris Harris from New Zealand. Oh, like, fucking looked like he's about 45 <laughs> years old got no hair yeah. <laughs> bold those weird um, bro- blow your shoulder out rotate your arm style of bowling but um, <laughs> you know, got him over the line a number of times he was like a New Zealand's answer to Michael Bevan right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we have sure. 15 or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, at 7 I had Adam Gilchrist of course talked about him uh, eight, I've got Lance Kluzner. He's amazing. Oh, big Zulu. Oh, Zulu. Yeah, Bassman. I, just, I also love, love fast bowlers who have unusual actions. And he had that uh, frozen praying mantis point in his run-up and delivery. Yeah. It's always, <laughs> always funny. Kirtley mm-hmm. uh, Ambrose at nine. Just an uh, unbelievable bowler. And the celebrations and the carry-on afterwards. Great. Number ten, mm. Alan Donald. White lightning. Couldn't go wrong there. And at number 11, would you believe I also had Chris Martin for his batting? Did you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I changed. Oh, 12th man, oh, this took a lot of uh, rigmaroling, but uh, 12th man, I went for Alan Mullally because he was entertaining. He did a lot oh, of yeah, stuff. He was <laughs> entertaining. Yeah, the purse tone, but then moved to England. Mm. Yeah. You had another yes. team for us. Yeah, I did. So that was the enjoyment 11, which was strangely similar to yours, Dave, but uh, a frustrating 11. Start off, we've got the captain oh. of the team opening the batting, Shane oh, Watson. Right. Oh, frustrating. Just, you know, Shane, Shane Watson, Watson. Absolutely. Yeah, a good call. Yeah, a well-crafted 37, then get hit on the front peg, uh, front hoof just going straight down the middle of the pitch. Jeez. Uh, next one, yeah. Simon Kadic. I mean, I know he's a good test cricketer and great test opener in the end, but... He was, at one stage, he was ODI opener. Oh, yeah. How did that and happen? I don't know. He opened in that 434 game in South Africa and made like 30 or 50 balls. Oh, God. If it had someone half decent, he could have made, made more. 500. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three, I put in Haydos <laughs> prior to 2001. Jeez, he was yeah, frustrating. Cool. His footwork resembled two railway sleepers tied together with a piece of rope. <laughs> Next one, number four, Greg Blewett. Uh, just yeah. talent, all the yeah. talent in the world. Century on debut, he, made, he batted a whole day and made a. Did he make a double turn or not quite? Uh, yeah, in South I think Africa. He, did. he and Steve Waugh made it for the Wall. whole day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think he made a double turn. He can't believe a bloke who made a double turn then, you know, two years later was out of the team. And uh, yeah. why, oh, Brad why Hodge. he never. Yeah, why did he never make? Um, why did he never play ODIs? I could never understand it. He, he could bowl ten overs of his medium pace. He's a good fielder too. South Australia, yeah, and good fielder. Mm. Yet barely got a run in the ODI team. Don't know what that was about. It was just frustrating that his career didn't play. You know, 70, 80 tests and a couple of hundred ODIs. Uh, number five and six. You got to have brothers in your team, Alex. So I had Smash and Bison. Fuck those two are frustrating. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Hor- horrendously frustrating. Yeah. From from a massive fan of one of them, yes. Yeah. Number seven, Brad Haddon. He's very yeah. frustrating. Oh. That batting at Cape Town where he, they were six for 12 or whatever, six for 26 or something, he hit one straight to mid-off, I think it was, just trying to go inside. No, he danced out the pitch and nicked one to mm. second slip. No, did he? No. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot and of good players go out at mid off Ross, so like that's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, I had James Faulkner. Don't know, you know. Yeah. What he's Where's ever done gone? since. Yeah, just... He's like the opposite of Hayden, right? Like James Faulkner mm. after like yes, twenty fifteen World Cup. Yeah. 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 Of the match in that World Cup final. Mm. Yeah. Um, interesting. I went to number nine, Mitchell Johnson. Frustrating. <laughs> oh, yeah. Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Two good tours of South Africa, one good Ashes, and one good, and plus one other good test in Perth in an Ashes where we got pantsed. Yeah. That's yeah. like that's his total of his career. Oh, the extent. Frustrating. Frustrating. He did take ball. like 200 wickets, though, didn't Oh, he? yeah. It's still frustrating, though. Bold yeah, 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 yeah. Don't let him find out, Buck, because he'll get his wife to karate chop you. Mm. <laughs> uh, number number ten, Stuart Broad. He could do nothing. Big Stu for three tests and then take five for an hour and win the Ashes. Two thousand nine. Yeah, <laughs> do Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> and uh, at number eleven, I had Sean Tate. He's got oh, some good yuck. stuff, but jeez, he's frustrating. Jeez, he's a young yeah. cricketer. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I know you sort of champion at the... Oh, go, Ross, sorry. Oh, sorry, 12th man, I had um, Ian Harvey, just because... Just, he just, he just oh, never, the freak. Yeah, he just never ticked out. I think he was a classic good at domestic level. So he was good at county cricket and good in Australian domestic cricket, but just step up to international cricket. He never... You know, he couldn't say, oh, I remember that game that Harvey won for us. Ian Harvey won for yeah. us. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it happened. Not memorable. If it did. James Hopes, in fact, mm-hmm. probably achieved more than the first oh, King Catfish. So, yeah, too. King Oath. Yeah, he was like, you know, a pinnacle part of the uh, Australian ODI setup for about a year and a half, I reckon. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's two eleven. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, and I know you're sort of championed at the bit to pit the eyes out of Warney's team, so if you oh. want to throw away with those, go for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Shane Warne put together the best ever team he played with. So here it is. Uh, Matty Hayton, Michael Slater, Ricky Ponting, Mark Waugh, Alan Border, Steve Waugh, Adam Gilchrist, Tim May, Jason Gillespie, Bruce Reed, Glenn McGrath, and 12th man Murph Hughes. Yeah, it's the, it's, <clears throat> so the interesting ones there for me, um, Bruce Reed is a, is a real interesting one, considering he played with some fine uh, yeah. up bowlers. Um, and obviously <laughs> this, the Steve Waugh situation as well. Oh, I'm surprised he was picked. Not that he shouldn't, because he's yeah. a good player, but yeah, but Warney seems a lot more petty than that. Like, it's surprising that Warney put him in there because he doesn't seem like the type of human yeah, being that yeah. would um that would like put that to the side and pick him and accept him <laughs> yeah. what he was. Uh, like, you're yeah. spot on. But yeah, I thought it was a weird side. Tim May, I know you had some thoughts about that, Alex. Um, Tim yeah, May, just... fuck. <laughs> Mm. Didn't he play? How fucking good was he? How good was he, Alex? Fucking hell! Uh, he bowled fucking off was, spin. Tim Bain was okay at the easiest part of cricket there is, which is bowling. <laughs> oh, the right arm easiest! Off. <laughs> oh, fucking hell! <laughs> you Put them all hard to bowl How easy it is! You don't even have to fucking turn the ball. You just have to fucking bowl it. <laughs> bowl right slow. Just bowl slow. <laughs> <laughs> Get it above the eyes and bowl at the stumps. That's all you got to fucking do. <laughs> Set a couple fucking back hell. straight. Happy days. Eventually they'll hole out. I'll just quickly tell you, um, Tim May played 24 tests, took 75 wickets, 
an average of 34.74. And how many yeah, of those would have been with Warren? You wouldn't have thought too many. No. no. He would have played, like, oh, maybe, like, Ashes, okay. Not sure. How many Ashes tests do you reckon Warren would have played with McGill, right? The obvious other choice. Yeah, not many. Four tests. The Sydney ones. Yeah, four yeah, or five. Is, yeah. yeah, four or five. This is the Ashes one, though. This is his test 11 of Aussie players he played with. Yeah, this... Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, you can name this, fucking this five spinners the... better than Tim May. Oh, oh, Bo Casson for one. No, oh, he didn't Bo play Kassin. with him. He, played with, <laughs> oh, he, he wouldn't have played with Peter Actually, McIntyre maybe either. Yeah, no. maybe not. I don't think so. What about Gavin Robertson? Gavin Robertson, oh. yes. Colin Miller. What about Bo yeah. Matthews? Does he count as a spinner? Uh, yes. Well, just fucking um, Mark <laughs> Walker as a spinner? He's probably better than fucking Tim Bay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Miller. interesting point, though, because um, you go back to it. When they had the spin twins, I mean, who was who was partnered with Shane Warne? In the end, it was usually just Shane Warne by himself. He's the only guy actually yeah. played. He didn't with. need anyone. Yeah. yeah. No, but if you're going to put a spinner in a team, Tim May, he would have played... Um, 10 say tests with he wouldn't have even played he might have played 10 with McGill anyway I think it's a it's a point actually that probably he'd be close to the bloke he played the most with Shane Warne has this weird bias in my mind anyway whenever I see him talk about cricketers it's like he didn't play after the year 1993 the blokes he played once AB retired yeah, the blokes he played the first two years with. I imagine he was 21 or something, he walked in his changing room, he would have watched AB on TV and Steve War and Mark yeah. War and all these guys. And it would have been amazing to walk into a changing room and be playing with them. And he just, he has them as like, they're amazing. And fair enough, it's the age he was and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, his team's are always biased or his opinions are always biased back to, he reckons those guys he played with in like 91, 92, 93 are just... Amazing. Hence Bruce Reed, Tim May. Yeah, so that, that, that ties into yeah. Bruce Reed. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ross, uh, well, I could listen couldn't... to you crap on about the good old days yeah. for a long time, but yeah. um, combined Ashes team? Oh, yeah, just a quick one on Bruce Reed. The bloke I think who was really stiff there is uh, Craig McDermott. Oh, fuck him. Yeah. Or Carl Rackerman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we had a crack at a, a second 11. And he had Taylor and Langer, uh, at three, Booney. We had four, Clark, five, Hussey, uh, Damien Martin there at six, Ian Healy at seven, Brett Lee, who's stiff to miss out to um, Bruce yeah. Lee as well, and Stuart McGill, maybe a Craig McDermott and Damien Fleming to round it out, or a Paul Rifle. Yeah. So it's pretty two pretty strong teams, anyway. And he yeah, wanted the right. uh, combined Ashes one there. So here's uh, yeah, yep. Warney's Ashes 11. <coughs> Gooch, Graham Gooch, Betty Hayden, Ricky Ponting, KP at four, Mark War at five, Alan Border at six, Adam Gilchrist at seven, Andrew Flintoff at eight, uh, Tim May, would you believe, at nine. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck laughs> <in> hell. <laughs> Graham Swan, um, uh, yeah. Darren Goff, and Glenn McGrath. Uh, it's an interesting so, team, isn't it? Fucking hell, how stiff Grant Jones? Fucking hell. I don't hell. know how you could... if. I don't know how Mark War could get a gong ahead of Steve War. Mark War had some horrendous yeah. tours of England. Mark War did jack shit on the '93 and '97 and 2001. But they're tours buddies. They're, they're, they're yeah, I know. Buddies, mate. Yeah. Yeah, whereas um, Steve War made uh, 
two tons in one game in the 97 Ashes. Like, how, how did he not get yeah. even if he not Even if he only played one Ashes series, Steve Waugh gets in because he single-handedly won a test match. Mark Waugh didn't win a test match. And Ashes made that um, big hundred after he came back yeah. from his calf strain, wasn't it, in 2001? That was a good one. I think that was all fair enough. Graham Gooch. Mm. Anyway, has, can I ask a question? Sure. Has Mark Waugh ever won a test match? Uh, maybe he's drawn he, the famous one against South Africa where he drew a test yeah. match um, okay. after his yeah. after he was out hit wicket but he was given not out because of some um, kink in the rule but um, I, I can't remember him actually winning uh, too many the one, the off one, his own bat the one in South Africa where Ian Healy hits the six off Hansi Cronje he made a uh, yes of course he only yep. went out with like 20 uh, yeah, runs okay. to win so he won two and in, one in he drew and then won one, and that was like the first that one he Healy hits the six. That's the one like that's basically the only test yeah. match he won for Australia. Yeah, he got the draw in the three months earlier. Yeah. Isn't there one where it takes Frank like Wall? a six for or something? Uh, he might have. Yeah, it's a one day cricket game, five for against the West Indies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he won a lot of one day games for Australia. Don't get me wrong, ninety six World Cup yeah. in three or four games off his own bat. Oh, yeah. when he was opening and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when he was opening, yeah. With the Italian stallion, Michael DiVenuto. That's it. <laughs> Alex. Yeah? Um, seasons around Australia are finalised uh, with the pandemic hitting, um, so yeah. most of our Prezzo nights have been scrapped, obviously. Dub. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't talk about them, so... I've been playing senior cricket for about oh, 20 years, which yeah. in itself is staggering. Um, and I've been to plenty of these nights, you know, sort of your general awards are about batting and bowling averages, maybe your fielding award, and then your sort of best and fairest or club champion, which I've got too. How did that get in that note? Sorry. Um, yeah, but you you come across an award during the yeah, week which, which floored you. What's going on? Yeah, well, you know what initially floored me is I've won two club champions as well, so that floored the fuck out of me. Yeah, right. Re- remember <laughs> yeah, that. Well, you yeah, only just found out, mate. Oh, no, no, I everyone. just remembered it. I knew it, but I forgot it because I've won so many, they're just oh, like yeah. kittens to me. Yeah. Did you win the league medal as well Jesus. and you didn't go? Yeah, I did in the same year, yeah, the league, yeah. But I didn't You're win the league up, bowling yeah. award. Despite winning oh, the league oh, award, I didn't win the league bowling award. Must have been for your batting. Yeah, oh, yeah. Did you open a gun bat? <laughs> <laughs> the, bloke who, the bloke who beat me in the bowling award is actually a gun bat, which was very yeah. interesting to me. Mm. Anyway, right, that's not, not about what us. we were talking about, how good it's I not... was, not currently <laughs> Was being the key word. <laughs> exactly. So, <clears throat> casting my eyes over Twitter, only on my 10-minute allocated breaks... During working from home hours under COVID rules, that I look at Twitter. It's not about ninety percent of the time I'm at home. <laughs> so just in the, the it's quite, it's, you know, it's pretty, you know, uh, like a rare occurrence that I see anything on Twitter at all. It's only about it's a big 20 preamble. But you know? I saw the SACA saying, which is the South Australian Cricket Association. They put out their awards because they couldn't hold a uh, presentation night. So they'd put out their awards on Twitter. And they said, Wes Agar, former Victorian cricketer himself, brother of Ashton. Alleged um, cricketer. Ha- yeah, rates. absolutely. Alleged off-spin bowler, or spin bowler for that matter. <laughs> Doesn't spin it. Um, won the 
I think it was like the most improved award for the South Australian yeah. Cricket Association. Now, yeah, what Barry Jarman Medal. Yes, I was about to get to that. My <laughs> issue with that award is you're an elite cricketer. Yes. Playing first class <laughs> cricket. Elite cricket. <laughs> Yes. yes. You could have been an elite cricketer and play a list A as far as I know, Ross. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. I don't know what list yes. A is, but I think it's elite. So <laughs> yes. I don't understand why you need to get a award which is normally in local areas or local cricket uh, for kids. set aside for yeah, either kids or nuffies that hang around Spun. the team for long enough. <laughs> 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 I've won two. Yeah, yeah, I've won about a million of them. <laughs> in, all, in all levels of sport I've ever Proper played. Proper nuffies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, why is this award there? Like, you're at an elite level. You know you're good. You don't need to be told, oh, you're slightly better than you were last year, Wes. Wesley, come yeah. here. You're slightly better than you were last year, despite earning $140,000 a year to not even play for the Australian <laughs> side. Like, fuck off. You don't need these awards. I don't get an award for being the most improved fucking PIM slash Master File Manager in my work, do I? No. You don't need it. Because you're not. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Which would be why I haven't been awarded. (laughs) They they give it out every week. You just haven't improved at all. Employee of the month. It's just It is ridiculous. You don't need to be validated at that time. Especially being surrounded by a million fucking coaches which should be validating you every week on exactly where you are at. Judging from, Mick, you will know this, the um, test documentary, they get validated or devalidated on a fucking daily basis about how they're going. Yeah, they do. They don't need a fucking award at the end of the year to tell them that they've been better than they were. Their coaches will tell them that. Like, it's fucking stupid. Like, fair enough at a local level you need it, but not at this elite level. You're good enough to fucking wear it as, as a hard... You didn't get the fucking award, mate, so you don't need a fucking token award. <laughs> anyway, yes, me. In the Sackers' defence, I think this trophy is actually awarded by the ICC for around the world. And they saw Wes last year and saw him this year and went, you're the most improved cricketer worldwide. You are that fucking bad last year. Here you go. And the Sacker go, we don't want him. They said, you have to. And they gave it and they made it, give him to him. Oh, well, that sounds like the ICC, buddy. You know, <laughs> let me be me. Dictatorship yeah. up there. Yeah. Nice one. Well, that wasn't a bad story again. But uh, Ross, you've got another story that's come across your desk from an ex cricketer. Yeah, I do. Ian Ian um, Chapel sent me a bit of a note the other day and said, um, Did he? "How much he's enjoying." Grandpa, <laughs> Grandpa Ian. Yeah, he said he's enjoying the um, peace and quiet of not having to um, commentate cricket at the moment. We had a couple of interesting points to make. Or deal with people, make. probably. He, he just took us on a little tour de force through one of his um, strong suits, which is history of cricket. Um, yes. Says, you know, county cricket was uh, suspended during uh, World War Two, and they happened to be playing back in 1944 at Lords. And Jack Robinson, the Middlesex opener, was um, batting when the air raid signs erupted, and the players, and the umpires, all jumped on the ground that they've been trained to do uh, until the danger passed. And on resumption. Robertson casually lifted the uh, first delivery over the boundary for six. And that Did was just, he? You know, oh, great cricketing story of poise under pressure and so much for your bombs, <laughs> Mr. Hitler. 
<laughs> so so uh, was Grandpa Ian part of Dad's army? Is that what? Was... <laughs> I think he was. Who's gonna do 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 kidding, Mister Mister Brown is off to town. Yeah. Anyway, so after he'd got over the excitement of that, um, you know, thoroughly exciting anecdote, he then moved his attention to. Um, the sporting event at the SCG behind closed doors. Uh, he said he wasn't one who um, believed that you need the crowd to um, get you going. and It's just the competition, the act of competition will get the the um, juices flowing. Now, yeah. the upside of, of the silence, though, and the uh, no crowd was the absence of mindless chatter over the PA system. Uh, it was good to enjoy a game of cricket where you could hear yourself think. Now, I don't know uh, anyone uh, know anyone else over the age of 70, but uh, Ian, you're just like, you're taking the words right out, of, out of the mouth of every 70-plus-year-old, I reckon, <laughs> <laughs> things like that. Hear yourself think, mindless chatter, goodness. Yeah. Okay, but um, Ian knew what he was in for when he turned up at the SCG that day because <laughs> 56 years ago, 56 yes. oh. years ago. That's he played a very in the Sheffield Shield. Of years. Yeah. <laughs> he played in the Sheffield Shield match, the Adelaide Oval, that commenced on Christmas Day 1963. Yeah. Mm, and the there's only one. Spe- old? Oh, I know. I know. I did the math. It's 56 years ago. And oh, I didn't months. hear that the first time. Right. Yep, That's no, right. Cool. I'll tell you again. There's only one spectator in attendance at the start of play. It was South Australia versus Queensland. That spectator was Neville Jack. And uh, Ian knew Neville, of course, because he supported Glenelg, the club that Ian played for. <laughs> oh, fuck, what a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. And apparently he was the yabba, or the, yeah, the yabby of um, Glenelg Creek. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, he so was, he was a fuckwit. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. He was extremely knowledgeable in all things cricket and horse racing. Oh. Of Fuck. course. <laughs> it's just like, why did you put in that end horse racing bit? Because I've read the rest of it, it's not relevant. But yeah, just end <laughs> horse racing. It's like, cricket hasn't changed since the 1960s. This cricket horse racing fuckwit crossover is still there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. They didn't have tellies in the club rooms back then. That's it. They just had their trainees yeah. out on beside the fence listening to the races. Probably not even trainees, just radios. a fucking massive thing. <laughs> nice bit. Just massive things in the corner that were like classes radios. Oh, wireless. Cranked. Mm. Yeah, crystal set. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking, like a biplane. <laughs> right. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. Uh, this segment, I feel, is about as interesting as this story. Anyway, as played down the way, the South Australian fast bowler Neil Hawke was confronted by Queensland opener Sam Trimble. Hawke was often rattled by Trimble's quirky batting style, and on this occasion, Ooh. Neville only added to the bowler's frustration. When Trimble clipped a boundary, the refrain from beyond the pickets from this Neil Hawke cunt was, um, <laughs> Neville, Neville, <laughs> Neville Bartos? First Neville. Neville, whatever. Was Sammy Trimble, the dairy farmer from Lisbon. You bloody beauty. If Trimble picked up a quick single, Neville would shout, That's the way, Sammy. Milk him like one of your cows. Ugh. <laughs> Is that where it started? Milk him. <laughs> milk him. Yeah, I think, milk I think him. Neville, uh, what's his name? Neville Jack started the milk him call. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
Now, this was all too much for Hawk, who snatched his cap from the umpire after an expensive over, whirled around in the direction of the sole spectator and screamed, Why don't you fuck off home, Neville, and have Christmas lunch like everyone else? It's uh, a good point. Thoughts. Mm. That is a good point. Yeah. Did that make him cry because he has no family? He's an orphan? Or... <laughs> He's a ward of the state. Yes, he actually climbed up onto the roof of... Uh, yeah, the roof of hopefully, the Saturday members stand is, and you don't, you don't want those genes spreading out any further in the community. Just fucking keep them isolated, I think. Bloody hell. Can I just yeah. say, if anyone so, can get sort of mm. the um, passion or, or cadence of a Grandpa Ian story, it's it's certainly Ross. Oh, fuck it. Just, just yeah. beautiful monotone. Master style. storyteller. Oh, I, I just, hit. I've heard him tell so many of these shit stories on TV commentary yeah. that I've, frustrates know, just, you. Everyone knows them. Everyone knows like they're just so shit and so yeah. drawn out and boring. Like if you told him in one sentence, you might perhaps think, oh, that was interesting. But somewhat. No. So the the one thing I don't get about that story is um. So he's saying, like, so Chappelle's at South Australia. Yeah. South yeah. Australia's bowling. That bloke is a Glenelg spectator nuffy, so he's South Australian. Why the fuck's he barking for the Queensland bloke? Don't overanalyze it, mate. It's just... Well, I reckon the it's... Quirks. Quirks. No, you're right, he was. A local premier oh. cricket fan who just hated wherever this cunt come from. The establishment, I mean, yeah, yeah. You're right, Mick. He was, uh, he was barracking for the batting team, which was Queensland. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that makes well, sense why the bowler knew who he was. Mm. Maybe well, it's city versus country, you know. They that. just hate the yeah. country folk. They provide their food for him. Fuck it out. 56 beers ago, uh, maybe. Um, Ross. Yeah. So, another int- Yes. Alex, well, uh, David, going, even. Keep going, mate. Oh, keep right, going. yes. Well, you know, not, not only do um, cricketers have trouble with um, fans on the field, yeah. um, off, the, off the field they can also have issues with fans, as Alyssa Healy found out when she, she tried to tell, like, like Grandpa Ian, I think it was intended, like I, I assume Grandpa Ian thought that was a humorous anecdote. I found it completely humorous <laughs> and shit. But uh, anyway, <laughs> Alyssa Healy, I think, tongue-in-cheek, wrote the following on Twitter. Just emailed a photo of our World Cup celebrations to the sheriff to explain my failure to attend jury duty. Acceptable? Question mark. And there's pretty 47 good, replies, including... Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of tongue-in-cheek. That's the sort of... That's what kids roll with, I think, on the on the tweet decks when they get their four yeah. kids open, just simultaneously answering tweets on four fronts. Yeah. So I thought, nice. you know, I, I read it, you know, three days ago and thought, hey, whatever, don't really give a shit, not clicking on that. Um... See the photo, but yeah, you know, tongue in cheek, <laughs> you know, mad celebrations. Uh, yeah, we so, know. Um, TJ, yeah, TJ Bart decided that uh, he didn't like that, and he said, "So, come in your on, exalted, yeah, come, Tej, so in your exalted and privileged position, you don't make arrangements. Sounds to me that you are hoping to leverage your status and avoid responsibility. I just wonder oh, if the poor oh, could use such an excuse. I reckon this is called living in a bubble." Come on, TJ. Fucking Healy's, mate. They've been doing it forever. Uh, got no respect on. for the common, common folk, the fucking Healy's. All I say to TJ Bart is... Yeah, all I, yeah, sorry, I can't hear what you're saying. All I say to TJ <laughs> Bart is, mate, I say, champ, it's called a gilded <laughs> bubble, fuckhead. Okay? Call yeah. It it's a gilded <laughs> bubble. Mm. Come on, TJ. Right. Fucking... 
Get a bit of mm, humour about you. Going. What's his problem? Oh, oh, I caramba, TJ Bart. Fucking hell. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Pretty good, Mick. Hey, um, hey, TJ Ross. Bart, go fuck yourself, cunt. What have right you right. added to Australia? <laughs> yeah, eat my shorts, TJ Bart. <laughs> <laughs> Ever um ever leave your wallet in your car, Ross? <laughs> mm. No, but I believe Tim Payne has. Now that you mention it, coronavirus really put yeah yeah coronavirus has really put the clamps on the old um, profession of house burgling. So I think they've diversified and started um, <laughs> looking at uh, into through car windows. Is this so, idiots' cars? Specifically, yeah. idiots' cars they look into. Yeah, yeah. Tim Payne's plan to work on his cover drive during the global COVID nineteen shutdown has never led to his car being broken into outside his home in Hobart. Payne had oh, moved his fuck, car I know onto a bit the of mayo there. Yeah, mm. Payne had moved his car onto the street so he could transform his garage into a home gym, as he and the nation's cricketers find creative ways to stay fit during the health pandemic. But Payne's uh. training centre was barely a day old before he was forced to reconsider the wisdom of parking his car on the mean streets of South Hobart. Is that the wrong side of the tracks in Hobart? I guess no, it's a side. Maybe it's like a tongue-in-cheek. That's what I mm. thought. Like, how can you say Mean Streets when two yeah. places are there? Yeah, I was going to say... Get a driveway, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I really wanted to know is I based all my directions in Hobart as to where they are in relation to Salamanca Place, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's south, south of, of it. Uh, south <laughs> of Salamanca. <laughs> to Constitution Dock? I'm not sure. Uh, west. West, okay. South East. Okay. And um, east of MoMA. Righto. Oh, MoMA. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a quote here from TP. Quote, I woke up this morning to a message from Nab saying I had some interesting movements on my account. Oh, fuck. I went out and the car door was open. <laughs> and my wallet and a few other things had gone. Actually, looking at my account, the boys went straight to Macca's. The boys must have been hungry. <laughs> That's like him to make light of a tough situation and just to be a leader yeah, amongst it. men, you know. It's it's not all that bad, guys, you know. <laughs> Here's a joke about where they thieves might have been. He would have been crying in his house before this interview. Yeah, I hope they spent $98 at Macca's. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Payne's rudimentary home gym, including the use of some old stockings to place a cricket ball inside and hang from the ceilings as oh, an bowl machine, has an upside. What is he? Quite fucking eight. Sad... <laughs> 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 the funny thing is that they're his stockings because he's a, <laughs> he just likes wearing women's clothing, which is fine. I don't have an issue yeah. with it, but they should have mentioned that. Anyway, <laughs> since that went on radio, I've had a message from my sponsor, Cookborough, and they're going to send me some balls on a string that I can hook up in the garage and start training. I thought he was going to say he had a message from his sponsor, Ford, that said, lock your fucking doors of your car, you idiot. Yeah. Also, he is making the best of the slight change of plans for the opening weeks of off-season, which he says has involved probably a bit more gardening and more time watching the Wiggles than it might have. Just a fucking... He may as well be that Joker cut from tennis now, I think. Just so many jokes in an article. Um, But by the way, speaking of Gilded Bubble... Well, it, a stock, a ball in a stocking is not good enough for our cricketers. It has to be a ball on a string. Fuck off. That made me angry when Cookerbury is like, oh, this bloke that we're giving probably a fucking million a year is doing it tough, so let's give him some shit. Oh, fuck. Makes me angry. 
You understand how sponsorship works, Alex? <laughs> I do. We have I think I do. Okay, so they give us free shit. We could go and buy Yeah, that's... But yeah, that's right. Part, Frederick Harris, you yeah, know, maybe it, get okay. yourself off this fucking gravy train before you complain about others. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, on that story, I was cleaning shit up recently because we're all COVID lockdown. So I was like, got a bit of time. We'll clean some shit up. Ah, oh, let's look at this drawer that probably has nothing in it. Open it up. 500 fucking Frederick Harold socks just flying just sitting out in a drawer that I jumping out about. Of <laughs> and egg on my face hypocrite from uh, Hippocrates yes just, uh, yeah going on about a ball on a string but sounds like Tim Payne needs a wallet sponsor anyway if I was <laughs> mm. why does he have a wallet uh, Alex why would you leave your wallet in the fucking car by the way we're fucking <laughs> yeah. we've, we've stepped over that point I don't have a wallet, but I, I've had a wallet for a long period of time in my life, Ross. Yes. Did you have uh, a lot of receipts in it? All my receipts for the financial year, thank you very much. You've got to Strawberry keep me Sunday, spot. back on tax, Ross. Strawberry <laughs> 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 Sunday. Put a 40 cent cone, claim that back. Cash withdrawal from ATMs, keep that one. End up with all these fucking receipts. Just (laughs) pop it over the road for a uh, tin of green seas tuna and a Woolworths roll. Chuck that one on tax, thank you very much. (laughs) Follow that one to F for fuckwit, yeah. Yeah. Why would you... Does anyone... Does anyone leave their fucking wallet in their car? No. no, I leave no. my phone in the car, but I lock the car and I put it in the thing. I reckon Tim might have locked his car too. It's exactly the same, isn't it? I don't know. I don't live in the main streets of South Hobart, though. I do it in Well, he said the door was open. He didn't say the door was smashed yeah. in. So yeah. is that yeah, the Yeah, he didn't say the window was smashed. He just said the door was open. Well, maybe they he's smashed okay. the window and then unlatched it. Yeah, didn't, didn't go in there. My other question he? is where the fuck's he living that he can't afford to have a driveway? No, yeah, what was what was his car doing on the street? No, no Mick, old Mick, town. See, old town. You see, there's there's not enough driveway. He had to convert his fucking carport oh, into a no, gym. He converted, no, he converted his garage into a gym. But surely there'd be a driveway into the garage where a mm. car car length. Who has uh, their garage so close to the road that it's not a car length uh, between the True. Good hands. point. Good I didn't understand that, Mick. Good point. We'll have to get the. Um, but then again, get his this is South Hobart. I don't know Earth what it's like. Maybe it's like, um, you know, houses built in the 1870s where they actually they had, the house was, you know, on the footpath almost, and then they had a stable in the backyard. So there's nowhere. Oh, um, a bit like fucking yeah. Clifton Hill Collingwood style, right on the yeah, fucking footpath. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So you can't. I'd, yeah. I'd like to talk architecture all day, fellas, but. Um, <laughs> Something's come across my desk just recently uh, whilst recording this podcast. Um, Mm. Unlucky, Mick. It looks like your record for F-bombs has been broken in this episode by Al. So uh, congratulations, (laughs) Alex. Um, That's all right. I still hold the Latrobe Uni under-19 three-quarter time speech record. That's all right. Mr. Slater, we have a quiz. Mm. Yes, we do. I'm just going to take some words of inspiration from Mark Wall before I move on to the quiz. I'll just give you some thinking Please time. do. Uh, th- I don't know too much th- about him, to be honest. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen this play before. 
I'm a selector. Um, just, I'll give you the theme of the quiz, and it's name that eleven. Okay, I'm going to give you oh, a test match fuck. from the '90s, a test match from the 2000s, oh, oh, and a oh, test match oh, from oh. the 2010s, and you've uh. got to name that eleven. Okay. Now, I didn't pick two hard ones, but anyway, just get let your brain sink that in, and I'll just read you a tweet yeah. from Mark Wall. Um, I'm fucked, lads. I'm fucked. New South Wales Premier says she's not going to play the blame game over who's responsible for the Ruby Princess cruise ship fiasco. All right, Mark Waller thought that was a great tweet, and he replied saying, somebody should be responsible and possibly stood down. This is unbelievable incompetence! Exclamation mark. James Hughes fired back with, who is responsible for constantly picking Mitchell Marsh as an all-rounder in test cricket, only for him to have the lowest test average of any number six with 30 tests? Jesus. <laughs> what Nick was that? Then, uh, what was that young man's name? James Something Hughes. Hughes. James uh, Hughes. Good on you, Jimbo. <laughs> and yeah, Nick Jimbo. then replied with, "Ah, ha, 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 I know Mark, this, this is Mark you know, Walmart's got that every day. Oh, yeah, we're going to different yeah. places with the bonus episode. So I think reading out tweets might be yeah. a new thing. Just quietly. Yeah. Very <laughs> yeah. good. Or crispy. Mm-hmm. Or reading out George DeBell articles. Oh, we've done that before. Okay, <laughs> we move on to the quiz. So the first one. The first one I'm looking for, and the sort of picked one I think, you know, this would be pretty easy, you'll get it. It's the 1993 first Ashes Oof. test in England. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we're going to go around the room. We've got Mick. And David, then Alex. I'm last. I've no chance of winning this. <laughs> Good. Oh, fucking okay. I'm not sure of the hosti- why the hostility is there, to be honest. Okay. You know, but okay, let's mm. move on. Um, Why don't you go, Mick? Yeah. All right, um, 93. I'll say Alan Border. Yes. Here's at number five. Oh, I'm proper fuck now. Uh, we'll pick off a couple of easy. Pick off a couple of easy ones. Um, Shane Warne. Shane Warne. Yep, yep. Down at number ten. There you go. Ball of the century. All right, Alex. Ninety. Um, Mark War. Yes, Mark War. Number four. Thank God. <laughs> All right, uh, Brandy, you again, Mick. Uh, Mark Taylor. Mark Taylor opening. Yes. Mm. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm going to say the other opener was Marsh. No. Wrong. Oh. I was going to say that too, Bull. <laughs> we could have got some easier ones than that. We probably knew the game. Yeah, I know, but we've got to give Gin a fucking crack at Gin. it. Gin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was Steve Waugh. Steve Waugh, yep. Yep. On to Mick. Um, Craig McDermott. Yes, Craig McDermott was there. Yep. That's the um, isn't that right the to tour? Isn't that the tour when Alan Border said, "If you fucking talk to me like that again, I'll be sending you on the plane home." To Craig yep, McDermott. That's it. In a tour match. That's <laughs> one of my earliest cricket memories. Actually, <laughs> is watching that on the news and not understanding why someone can be so angry with someone else on a cricket field. <laughs> um, Ian Healy, Ross. Yeah. Low hanging fruit, David. Low hanging yeah, fruit. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. Good game. Who's next? 
Me, uh, is it me? No, Alex, yep. Uh, Merv Hughes. Merv Hughes, yes. Well done. Yeah, big That's move. a nice ball. Can you believe that? <laughs> was that that was the same tour, wasn't it? I don't think I don't so, know. but that's all right. I think that was in Australia. Oh, no, that was it? Australia. That was a one day in Australia. Um, yeah. Three Mick. to go, Nick. Uh, David Boone. David Boone, yes. Oh, Did he bat three? He batted three. Yep, that's when he was at three. Um, did, um, did Michael Slater open the batting with Tubbs? He did. That was his debut. Hey. David. I was going to do that one, but I'm sure. That was his debut test match. He's made his debut with someone else. Who's the last person on the list? Oh, is that yeah, that's that was going to be my that's my pick. Mm-hmm. Am I next? Yeah. He made his debut with someone else. Matt Michael Slater yep. and this other guy debuted together in this match. And this guy better than ah, he's a bold. This is a good story. Eight. Yeah. yeah. How many? So we've named ten people. Yep, two yep there's only one left. One to go. <laughs> Fuck hell. Just go. Uh, Tim nine. May? No, no, good guess, not Tim May. Uh. It is the face of Fox Cricket, Mr. Brendan yeah. Julian. He is. A oh, great I would story. never have guessed that. Because that is the story where Michael Slater thought that your test debut number went on batting order, not oh, alphabetical order. Fuck. So he had the wrong number tattooed yes. on him. I knew That's right, that then. story. Yes. So Cricket That's Australia why... had to actually switch their numbers around in yes. the record so that Michael Slater's tattoo matched what his number was. <laughs> so That's why I picked that match because I thought it gives yeah. you a fighting chance to name the team. Because um, yeah, it's a good, otherwise, it's a, that was a good one. I don't mind that quiz, Ross. Mm. That's good. Uh, yeah, that cool. yeah, we got two to go. So no. yeah, keep going. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah, okay. it's a very nice start oh, for you. Yeah. If you just did that quiz, it would have been good. Okay. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed, Yeah, okay. Uh, so next we go to the, the noughties, and this is the 2004 iconic series. October 2004, we went to India and we beat them. Mm. This is the first test. I'm after the first test. 2004, October 2004 versus India. So uh, uh-huh. who we finished with there? We finished with Mick, so I think that means yep. you start with... You, David. David. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with Hayden. Hayden, yes. Opening the batting. So, one, two, David. Over to you, Alex. <laughs> uh, four in India. Shane Warne. Yes, Shane Warne. Yeah. Mick. Langer. Langer, yes. Low-hanging fruit. Uh, Adam Gilchrist. Gilchrist. Gilchrist, yes. Gilly was there, seven. Uh, David Ponting Ponting no injured no broke a broke finger. Finger. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> probably the only full series he missed in his entire career <laughs> he played the last test oh did he uh, okay yeah. oh I knew it because fucking Gilchrist was captain of the fucking yeah. oh. <laughs> well you didn't know it because you got it wrong so no no I didn't think Never get on with these things, guys. Oh, right. No, you're not. But I'm just my mini dynasty from about fucking six months ago, where I won like two in a row. Uh, 
2004 in India. I'm going to take a gamble and say Michael Kasperich. Michael Kasperich, Ooh. yes, the subcontinent specialist. Oh, you got straight boy head. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm, I'm going to try and take a punt here, Gin, so I'll leave yeah. an easier one for you. I'm going to go Thanks. Darren Lehman played in Darren this Darren Lehman series. was there. He's probably the least, well, right at the bottom three or four players you would pick. Uh, David, well done. Yes, back around to you, Alex. Glenjamin McGrath. Glenjamin McGrath was there. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Mick. Um, uh, bu- 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 Jason Gillespie. Yes. <sighs> nice. Nice, Mick. How many has been named? Um, We've got Tom? one, two, three to go. And I think I know two of them. So one of them was Damien Martin. Yes, of course you get that one. Well done. <laughs> David. Okay, round to you, Alex. Uh, Michael Clark. Yes, he's debut. Well done. Yeah. Mm. 151. There's another one I think I know here. Mick. Hmm. Fucking hell. Um... Uh, I think I know it too. Do you? No. I think you might know. I've got no idea. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm we, talking about. <laughs> we've named uh, four bowlers. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a batsman. I'll give you that clue. Okay, um, I didn't know it then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, four, the bowlers and the keeper are um, done. Uh, fuck, I'm not sure. Um... <clears throat> well, this is riveting. Mm. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Um, I'll just <laughs> guess fucking pass. Mike Hussey. No, it's not Mike Hussey. Is it, um, is it our man, the frustrating 11, Simon Katitroska? Yes, it is. Well played, uh, Dan. Really? Yes, he batted at three. He was Ponting's replacement. Yeah. He kept the order the same, and they put Katic in at and three. I, I only so, know that because um, he had a partnership with Damien Martin. Yeah, of course. At some stage. <laughs> of, yeah, course, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that already in Healy, and Ian Healy wasn't playing. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, good one. So, uh, I'll give you a quick score update. So Mick got four in the first 11, and Alex got four, and David got three. But then things swatched oh, around yes. in the 2004 match, and David got five, Alex got three, and Mick got three. So, the leaderboard after two rounds is David on eight. Mick and Alex both on seven. So it's uh, when it takes all here, I'd say. Or draws, one or the other. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. This is <laughs> or when it takes nothing. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Empty-headed <laughs> as per normal. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is... The, the match we're looking at here uh, is the 2014... Tour of South Africa, the third oh. test. Ah. Okay. Oh, my so. absolute speciality, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Yeah. 2004 Tour of South Africa, third T- test. 2014. 2014. Oh, 14. 14. Yeah. One from each decade. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Continue. Alex, you're first, Al. Oh, am I? Okay. Uh, yeah. 2014... Third, third test, you say? <laughs> yeah, the third one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Not the first or the second. Your yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm gonna say um uh fucking hell. I'm gonna say <laughs> Pat Cummings. No. no. Fuck. I think that was in his injury phase. Oh nine. Um, injury phase. I tried to be special and I fucking blew it, guys. Yeah. I think the easy one with all these teams, I'll, I'll tell you in a second after you guessed a few. Keep going. Huh. Uh, I'm up next. So I'll say uh, David Warner. Yes. Yes, he's opening. <sighs> Michael Clark, Ross. Yes. And uh, keep going, Dave. Uh, sorry, that was David. And you, Alex? Uh, Mitch Johnson. Yes, he was there. Uh, Watto. Yes. Batting at oh, six. Oh, good one. Batting at six. six. Could you believe that? Six. He's listed. He's batting at six. I couldn't believe it. I don't, I don't think I've him ever batting at six. 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 <laughs> um, who said what? Oh, oh, that me. was Mick. Mick. Oh, was it Mick? Um, yeah. Shit. Who else would have been playing? Oh, was, um, no. Too late for him. Um, is this the one where Alex Doolan played? Yes. Nice. Uh, Nathan Lloyd. Yes. Uh, Brad Haddon. Yes. Oh, now, I was going to yeah. say, the easy ones you should always do first are the captain and the keeper. Because they, yeah, they don't have that many captains or keepers. Yeah. Anyway. Each their own. Um, who fuck a bold seems? 2014. Mitchell Stark? Uh, nope. Might have been injured. Mm. But we haven't done the captain yet, have we? Yeah, I said mm-hmm. Michael Clark. Yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, okay, sorry. We've got that. four to go. We've got two bowlers and two batsmen. Hmm. 2014. Bowlers. Third test. Uh, Peter Third. Siddle. No. Right sort of. Oh, no. good no. guess, though. Yeah, I was going to guess that. Um, Sean Marsh. No. Right sort of oh, guess. That's peak Marsh territory, too. Yeah, 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 there. Yeah. Um, uh, this I don't think this is right. Filthy Phil Hughes? No. Oh, he was 09, wasn't he? Yeah. Alex, sorry. Here you go. <clears throat> uh, we won this series, didn't we? We did, we did. We won the first and yeah. the third test matches. Bowlers. And we won uh, this one by the skin oh, of our Stuart teeth. Clark? No. Uh, a bit too late. No, I was going to say to him. Too He's late. more... 06, 07. Yeah, he is. Fuck. There's probably a couple of obvious them, ones we've fucked. Played those Listen. 20 Um, tests. 2014. Uh, yeah, the hardest one's the one that's like closest to our age group. Like, you know, yeah, because yeah. we were shit. Phil Jakes? Oh. No, not Phil Jakes. Oh, I know one. I know one. Do you? Yeah. Fuck, who opened the batting with Warner? No, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm work, trying to work through. Yeah. That's what I've had my two guesses. <laughs> um, Noni Hazelhurst didn't play, did he? No, he didn't. No, none of that big three played. Stark, um, Johnson, Cummins or Hazel. Stark, Cummins or Hazel. No, none of them. Uh, Adam Voges. Nope. What? Oh. I like your thinking. Do you also pick Voges era? <laughs> I think Voges is picked mm-hmm. in 2015. Oh, come on. Um, big dumb Paddo. Yes. Oh, 
Åh, oh, nice, Mick. Um, who the fuck opened the batting? Two batsmen. There's a, a number five batsman, an opener, and a bowler. Who One more bowler? Fuck. We've got Mitchell Johnson, Big Dan Pato, and Mason Lyon so far. Oh, um... Oh, friend of the show, uh, Bucky Rogers. Yes. Hey! Of course. Hey! <clears throat> so I'm going to pick a number five bat or a bowler. Yep. Or a bowler. Fast yeah. bowler. There you go. Really cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah, because you <laughs> couldn't pick it from having one spinner and two other fast bowlers. Yeah, no, in South Africa of all places <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute bumps. Number five bat. <laughs> Number five bat good. in 2014. He's pretty good. Oh, He's fuck. Pretty good. I feel like... How, how have we fucking Dunk forgotten counts. this bloke? <laughs> oh, we are. Oh, Mike Hussey. <laughs> yeah, no. fuck we're stupid. Oh, wasn't it him? It's not Mike Hussey. Better than Hussey. Oh. Steve Smith. Steve Smith, yes. Oh, oh. fuck. Go and fuck your mother. <laughs> Go and um, fucking mother, because you're shit. <laughs> There's one left. Um, oh, um, Crown Casino Zone, Ryan Harris. Yes. Oh, you, did, you, did, you, did you giggle it? Google it? Giggle it. <laughs> no, not to giggle it. No. He I won just, the fucking um, series that year, Ryan. Yeah, I just tried to think of who the fuck yeah. bowled with uh, Mitchell Johnson back in the day, and of course it was fucking Ryan Harris. One of Ashes. He sure did. Yeah, yeah, better than me, I was going to say Nathan Bracken. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, I was thinking Bracken too, Mick, actually. Oh, I like, oh, it must be the, Bracken. <laughs> the greatest oh, right. bowler in the history. We fucking forgot him. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, fantastic. He, got, he took two, There were five overs left, and it looked like... Uh, it was going into the third test. It was one test all, five overs to go. Uh, Michael Clark threw the ball to Ryan Harris and said, "Can you get your knee yeah, through it?" And he said, "Yep, yeah, okay." Bone on bone. Bone on bone. Sort of banged his knee into place and took the last two wickets in that over. I think he bowled yeah. both of them. Yeah. And yeah. That's it. I've they won. Seen that footage. Yeah, four overs to spare. Halfway through, yeah. he, he's walking up to the top of his mark and he holds the top of his knee yeah, and yeah, smashes yeah. his fucking foot forward to get the bone spur out of his yeah. kneecap. And he's, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Yeah, he just flicks yeah. his foot until him. it fucking works. He's like, oh, you yeah, know, this is all right. I can bowl again. Yeah. No wonder he pulled out halfway through the asses like a fucking weak fucking low dog scum. The next asses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's cooked. Yeah. yeah. Just, just when no, we were thanks. about to win the Ashes over there, he just pulls out halfway through and we've got like a pop gum attack. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, and Michael well, yeah, it's it probably 161 where he cracked his shoulder blade. Yeah, yeah that's true. right. Yeah. And no one else yeah. made over like 30 or something? No, Dave Warner made 130 and Steve Smith yeah. made 80. But yeah, oh, I'm that. thinking of his ton again when everyone got broke for like 56 or whatever. Well, yeah, I don't Michael Clark made a heap of runs. Dave Warner made tons in both innings. Made 130 and then 140. Yeah, I'm thinking of the other series, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's probably enough, mm-hmm. uh, enough of us trying to guess uh, scorecards mm. from around the world. Um, that was <laughs> the bonus content from us here at the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Uh, thank you to Mick, Alex and Ross. And uh, thanks also to the Frederick Harold Sock Company for their continued support. 
Uh, feel free to let us know what you thought of the bonus content on either Facebook or Twitter. Uh, send us your own 11s so then we can use them on our um, podcast next week and pass them off as our own. Um, or wherever the fuck we record again, whether it's next week or the week after, I'm not sure. Uh, but I've had enough, so see you, boys. <laughs> see you, guys. See you, mate. All right, I just... Twitter that Joss Butler is auctioning off his um, World Cup shirt uh, for hospitals, oh. and I just wondered. If, oh, oh, what a nice bloke! Yeah, what a good yeah. bloke. Because they didn't really deserve to win it. Uh, so I was just wondering then, <coughs> in that same vein, if Paul Collingwood might be giving his MBE to a doctor. I'm glad we didn't take the air uh, out of my balloon. Yeah, yeah it's gonna say. We <laughs> well, you took it out of everyone else's, Ross. It might as well come out of your own balloon too, mate. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't wait a week for that. All right, uh, bye. Well, it's pretty crispy. <laughs> I might put the outro music over the top of that. Yeah. So yeah, no good idea, mate. Or just cut it the fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. I don't know. We'll just. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut it and we say when when Dave says bye I'll cut it and then you just hear me trying to tell the joke underneath the music oh, I haven't stopped recording by the way no, neither have I just kill it wrong this is the this is the avant-garde style I'm not going to lose it back to this why would you break the habits of a lifetime <laughs> oh really yes it's very funny <laughs> when you missed out on the keeper Something that. Fuck! That was funny. <laughs> Ian Healy or whatever it was. Gilly. No, Punter. When you said Ricky Ponty. Uh, uh. I hope you're still recording, Alex. That's good. Yeah. <laughs>